Well, helly, Ellie, Ellie, Elio, everybody, welcome to the Harland Highway. We have a very, very special show today. Uh, very funny uh, comedian, actor, writer, singer, songwriter. This guy does it all. Uh, very subtle sense of humor, which I think you'll like. I know I love it. Um, and uh, he's he's a cat that I've seen perform stand up many times. You've probably seen him on uh, you know Letterman or or uh, the Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Uh, it's the first time, first time I've ever had him on the Harland Highway. Um, it's a thrill for me to have him here. Um, I'm a big fan of this this cat, and uh, I hope you can uh, you can get out there and see him. I'm not telling you who it is yet. It's a surprise, but once you know uh, the name, once you hear the uh, the little chit chat we have, look him up. We'll give you all his info at the end of the show. Uh, we're gonna have a nice long talk with him about many topics, from therapy to animal attacks. And uh, on the topic of animals, at the end of the show, we will be doing the Harland Highway Nature Quiz, as we do with most of our guests. So sit back. Here it is, my special guest on the Harland Highway. Welcome to the Harland Highway. You fellas been doing a bit of boozing, have you? Sucking back on Grandpa's old cough medicine? There's an element of uncontrolled chaos. The Harland Highway. Serving everyone from presidents and kings to the scum of the earth. What a treat. Oh, wait. Was she a great big fat person? You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. You need many years of therapy. Hey, Harland, it's Stephanie from Denver. Just do me. You might want to think twice before sticking your penis in there. Just do me. You're riding down the Harland Highway with Harland Williams. Hey, everybody, it's Harland Williams here, and you are rolling down the Harland Highway. And what a what a wonderful day. Sometimes life is just too good to me. Um, you know, I got all these funny friends and uh, all these great comedians that I work with, and uh, today's no different. This gentleman I first saw in Montreal at the uh, Montreal Comedy Festival years back, and I, I didn't know this guest, and I'm not saying his name yet because I'm, I'm kind of trying to create some mystery here. I don't even know who it's going to be. <laughs> don't listen to that. You can't, don't guess whose voice that is. Who was that? I don't even know yet. You, you don't know either. That's my guess. That's his voice. Some of you might have picked it off. But uh, he's one of these comedians that uh, that uh, is just great because when he gets on stage, he's kind of unassuming. You don't kind of know where he's going. And the more you watch him, the more he kind of reveals the layers. And it's just like a treat. It's like working your way into the center of a Twinkie. <laughs> I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, Nick Thume is here. How are you, Nick? I'm great. Thank you. I'm excited to hear me, too. <laughs> Are you excited to be a Twinkie? Oh, gosh. I love Twinkies. Is that, a, is that a bad assessment to call you a Twinkie? No. I mean, I had a ding-dong yesterday, and I, <laughs> I w- you know, the, the middle is similar, but the outside yeah. is so different. Yeah. And I remember after I ate it, I thought, no, nah, I'm not a ding-dong. You're a Twinkie. And I didn't even think about it until you said it. Wow. I feel, sometimes I feel like I'm a cupcake. Oh, cu- cupcakes are popular right now. Yeah. That's because you're on fire. 
I'm on fire. I'm a, I'm a cupcake with hot sauce in the middle. Ooh. God, that would be awful. What's that? You know, if you get Thai food, they have that hot sauce with a rooster on it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, uh, is that cock sauce? Yeah, yeah. The rooster? Yeah. Yeah, the rooster stuff. God, that's good. Yeah, that's I've never had are. the cock sauce. <laughs> wow. You got to get some Thai food. Wow. That, that's startling and took me by surprise, but maybe I, it's obvious I don't eat out enough. No, you should. Well, you, I'm sure you have a chef. <laughs> I don't. I do <laughs> not have a chef. Do you cook? Um, I, I grill. What do you mean? Like grilled cheese? <laughs> I do grilled cheese. <laughs> what do you mean you grill? What's that mean? <laughs> well, I can't like bake things. I can't make yeah. a pie or a cake. No. However, I can take a steak and throw it on a grill and just time it out. YouTube a video that shows me how to do it. Oh, yeah. That's the best part about YouTube. Yeah, yeah. You, you can learn to do anything. You know what I yeah. do sometimes to kind of, you know, just to make my neighbors think things? I'll go to, like, the grocery store and buy, like, four or five pies, and I'll put them out on my window ledge where they can see them. Uh-huh. And I didn't bake them, obviously, but they don't know that. Yeah, as far as they know. For, uh, as far as they know, I'm like a country granny. Yeah, and oh, I'm sure it smells good. You have to heat them up a little bit. I heat them up, and then I have a fan I put just under the ledge, and I blow it, and it wafts towards their house. And one of them actually walked over to my house the other day like a zombie and walked right into a wall because of the, the pie mem- mesmerizing. Yeah, they them. get it. I've seen that before, actually. Yeah. Their eyes glaze over. Yeah. Their nose takes over. What's your favorite uh, kind of pie, Nick Thum? I have to go with a cheesecake. A cheesecake pie? Wait a minute. It's That's in the not, shape of a pie. A <laughs> no, cheesecake. Nick, a cheesecake what? is in the shape of a pie. I've always considered it a pie. Okay, that, but cheesecakes are modern. I'm talking if you were a pie granny okay. like I am, and you're younger than me, one day you might be a pie granny. I like a chicken pot pie. <laughs> Nick, let's focus on the traditional uh-huh. the pies. We got raspberry. We, why are you being so pie difficult? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. Wow. Okay, my favorite pie is 3.14. <laughs> Excellent. See, I, we can't top that. That is <laughs> that is a great answer. Uh, does that when you eat a three point five four pie? Did you, did you get little seeds stuck in your teeth? They're seedless. They're seedless. Yeah, I get it. I never eat a seed pie. Seeded pie. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there's a seed pie that has a shell on it. You know, you eat pumpkin oh. seeds and uh, sunflower seeds. Yeah. I you never. Yeah. You never get a pumpkin seed in a pie. No, that's true. And there is pumpkin and pie. And they're good. People eat pumpkin seeds. And they eat pumpkin pie. Put them together. And somehow they th- that, that horrible mess tastes like wonderful gingerbread. What I'd like to do is maybe take some of those seeds, grind them up, and just sprinkle them on. T- this is my chef, you know. Yeah. Sprinkle those on top of it, put a little crusty layer on top, which is, again, pumpkin. So it's yeah. still a pumpkin pie. You know what's weird to me? You never see a pumpkin pie with, like, triangle eyes carved into the top of it or those crazy <laughs> teeth. No. Like, where's that? I've never had a pumpkin pie and bit into a candle. I've never seen a candle in a pumpkin pie. There should be a burning candle in the, in the center. The way I, I said you've got a creamy center, Twinkie center, there needs to be a burning candle inside a pumpkin pie. And how did the pilgrims not think about that? Wow. Do you like those shoes? Would you ever wear pilgrim shoes with the big belt buckles on them? Is that something you'd wear? Yeah, I would. But the problem, I mean, they're not boots. They're like low-top shoes Yeah, with a heel on them. 
What, they, they, they do have a heel. Mm-hmm. Even the men, right? Yeah, they wore a heel. Do you think you could play basketball in those shoes? I could play basketball in anything. I'm 6'4". You are a tall I'm cup of water. Yeah. People get mad at me if I wear shoes with heels, though. I'm sure like you, too. It's almost like you're yeah. just... Yeah, <laughs> because then you're just rubbing it in there. Yeah. It's like, you know what? I'm really tall, and now I'm even taller than you, mm-hmm. midget. Mm-hmm. I'm looking down a little bit more than usual. Now, do people... Do you get mad when people call you a, a tall drink of water? No, I like water. You do? Yeah, it's refreshing. Would, I feel would, like people are saying that guy's refreshing. That's true. That's a tall glass of room temperature water right there. Would you be mad at me if I called you a tall glass of Newman's Own Lemonade? No, especially if there's some iced tea mixed in there. So like an Arnold Palmer. Yeah. Newman's Own Arnold Palmer. <laughs> that way you mix a celebrity screen actor and a famous golfer yeah. into one beverage. That makes you a superstar. It does. I think, wow. in, the end, I think in the end that makes you with uh, Vagger Bantz. Oh, <laughs> Bagger, wow. Wait, Bagger Vance. That, did you say Vagger Vance? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I think, I think that's a, an erectile dysfunction drug that's just on the market, the Vagger Vance. Yeah, I should try that one out then. My last one doesn't work anymore. Oh, which one was that? The blue pill. Oh, the uh, Viagras. Yeah. Really? So you've tried Viagras? I actually did one time, yeah. And you're a young dude. I'm a young. Well, but it was like, hey, somebody was like, hey, try this. I'm like, well, I don't have a problem with that. I'm yeah. like 23 at the time. And they said, no, just it's really fun. So it was just a re- recreational experience. Yeah, just me and a couple guys hanging out. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait, wait a minute, Nick. Wait a minute. You mean. Yeah, it was scientific. It was an experiment. Some guys were hanging out, and one of them said, here, take this pill and try it with your lady. Yep. Okay. And, and not to get too graphic, but this is kind of wild. How long did everything last? For a long time. Too long, to be honest. Did you hear shape- that? For the shape that I'm in. Yeah, what is that? It sounds like a leaf blower. No, that's not a leaf blower. What is that? I think that's just the wind. Wow. I do see leaves blowing. I guess yeah. wind is like the natural leaf blower. Yeah, that's true. Except it doesn't have any, like, aim. No. Yeah. no it's, it's, art, it's more artful. It takes its own direction. I guess if you put it that way, a, a full-scale tornado could be a nature's leaf blower. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but not only does it have know. no aim, it has no power switch. Yeah, and, and also you've got people like, what's her name, following you around. You know, you got, you got those leaf blower chasers. Wait, what? You know, tornado chasers. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you said, you said she. Yeah, what's the girl in that movie? Oh, from Twister. Yeah. He- Helen Bonham Carter. Yes. No. Was it her? Hunt. Wasn't it H- Helen What'd Hunt? What'd you call me? <laughs> well, Nick. Oh, wow, we're starting. Let's, let's get, speaking of that, let's get back to your Viagra. So, so you took you take, the pill. Yeah. How long before uh, Johnny uh, Temple Stick made an appearance? It's Ten, fifteen minutes. Ten, Wait. ten <laughs> mi- It was there in fifteen minutes. Yeah, your walking stick made an appearance in fifteen minutes. I think any pill takes about fifteen minutes to really settle in. Okay, and then you always hear on the news four hours. You could get a four-hour walking stick. Yeah. Did that happen? I think it was like three to three and a half. I mean, when it, here's what happens is even if it doesn't affect the fact that you're going to go longer. Yeah. It just affects the fact that that thing's going to last longer. Wow. So you're going to last the same. You're, you know, going to last the same amount of time, but that's not going to go down. So then you have like three or four rounds. Yeah. And it gets tiring. 
So it's almost too much is what you're it saying. It is too much. And for the girls, too much. So you just went like all night? Yeah, all evening. All, <laughs> all evening. <laughs> Wait, isn't evening technically when the sun kind of goes from sunset to darkness? It's that dusk hour. That's only about yeah. 24 minutes. Yeah, we were in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> wow, did you wake up with a E equals MC square pi on your chest? <laughs> it's, I feel like they're selfish up there with all that daylight. Yeah, they do have a lot. Mm-hmm. Why do they got to hog it all? Uh, some people say it's the earth and the way it tilts on the axis, but I think that sounds like science. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, what if, the, it, it's a, what if you like the dark? Like, what if you're like a, a serial killer or a cat? How do cat bur- burglars exist? What about vampires? Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know if they do exist, but how would they if they could? That's right. They could never go out. They'd just be sitting in their castles going, oh, God, with their... Looking out their little blinds. When is it ever? They got to be in Alaska for part of the year. Yeah. They got to take it over to Norway for the rest of that year. So go they, back and forth. So they got to migrate. So if you lived in that part of the country, every fall you could see like V-shaped vampires flying through the air, yep. like the flock. Canadian geese fly south. A flock of vampires. A flock of vampires. And and would they fly in a V? Do you think? I think they would, but at the same time, I mean, that's the obvious shape they would fly in because of the V and the vampire. Oh, yeah. So I think they might switch it up and go in a W. Right. Which could create some resistance. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) They'd look like a stealth bomber. Mm -hmm. By the way, this is just kind of on the topic of uh, the other day I hit a red uh, cross truck. Blood everywhere. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's, let's, let's move on. Uh, let's move on with Nick Thume here. Uh, let, uh, let's get to some of these uh, questions that I have planned out for you. Um, Nick, could you ever date a bald chick? I did. Come on. No, I did. I dated a girl. She wasn't bald, like, by age. Yeah. She, was, she shaved her head. Wow. Why? To be sexy. And what, it obviously yeah, worked she for had you. The, she had the perfect head for it. I've seen people make mistakes with that before. I've seen yeah. a couple girls make a mistake. I've always been attracted to it. Really? I've never Why? seen the right girl. It just seems sexy. to. You, I just wanted a rubber head. Yeah, like a crystal ball? Yeah, and her face. I mean, if they have the right face, yeah. as long as their face is very feminine. You know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like when, uh, when it could the, be teetering into what's this guy really into? Yeah, you, you don't want to wake up in the morning and go, ah, I just slept with a skinhead. <laughs> you know, you want, you well, want to make sure you wake up and it looks like uh, you Tim and I Timor. don't want to wake up to that. Yeah, we don't want to wake some up to that. Some other people, maybe some other listeners would, and we're not. There's listeners there. My apologies to skinhead loving, bald chick, <laughs> sexing, whatever you are. <laughs> I, had a, I dated a girl with a shaved head, and then I also dated a girl with a mohawk. Oh wow, mohawk! So the side are of cool. her head was shaved. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it was cool. It wasn't like a long. It was a short mohawk, and it wasn't a faux hawk. It was real. Was the bald chick? I just got to follow up. Was the bald chick the one you did the Viagra experiment with? No. Okay. That was mohawk. That was mohawk. Yeah. Because that'd be weird going for hours with a bald chick. Because <laughs> at some point, you know, after hours of doing it, you'd probably run out of fantasies, and you'd be like, "All right, it's Mister Clean." <laughs> Let's do it. But, you know, she had like a, a – it was more of a buzz cut. Like like right. she took a razor and did a number one, you know. She did a number one, yeah. <laughs> you know the number one? Yeah, yeah. That's what I like to do my beard with is a number one, maybe a number two. What do you mean? I oh, I to. see. So you get – yeah, yours is just like perfectly cropped. Well, sometimes you got to let it go, but then when 
I don't like to shave all the way. So if it gets too long and I want to take it down to a reasonable length. Yeah. So they have razors like that? Yeah, it's almost like the haircutting thing. I got to get one of those because if you look at my beard right now, it's scraggly and I kind of like it where yours is. Yeah, so what you got to do is go to Target. Target, okay. Yeah. And they've got a whole male grooming section in there. And you can what? basically pick the best beard shaver ever. Get a nice guard, 19 really? bucks. Really? 19 bucks. That's all you got to spend. All right, and this might be too personal. You might just say, Harland, I don't want to talk about this. But how the hell does a guy trim his uh, nether region with that? The same thing? Yeah. Wait a minute. You're going to use something you carved your ball sack with on your face? <laughs> Is that? Yeah, you got a shower. Yeah, but just doesn't that seem weird that you, you get two of them? That's your, that means you're 40 bucks in the hole. Yeah, so you'd have to get one for your nuts well, and actually, one for your face. Here's Okay, well, I just saw two problems in what I was about to say to you. Yeah. What I was going to say is <laughs> you take you put a guard on it, right? So there's a guard. That's the number one, number two guard. Okay. So at that point, you think you use a different guard for down there, maybe a four or a five. Because yeah. you don't want a buzz cut down there, but you do want it to look reasonable. <laughs> but at the same time, I guess it's the same clipper part that's hitting the hairs. I don't even know what to do anymore. <laughs> God, that is yeah, that is weird. Uh-huh. It's it's weird to think that you know, you you uh, would would buzz cut your nuts and then use the same apparatus on your face. I've used scissors down there before. And any not accidents? None of the nuts. None of the nuts. Just the upper part. The upper part. Yeah, because you can just grab a tuft and just. Here's the problem I have. I don't uh -oh. know what your leg hair situation's like, but <laughs> mine starts down at my ankles and is solid all the way up to my crotch. I mean, wow. So it just goes. You know, it's, maybe it's a little lighter right here, but it connects. It's like manimal. Yeah, a little bit. Wow. So I, if I trim the pubes, yeah, then it's like you've got to do a fade into the leg hair. You've got to blend. You've got to blend it. So then I, next thing I know, I'm shaving the top of my legs, and I've I got to go further. Now I'm down wow. to the kneecaps. What about a weave? So you kind of weave, you could weave the hair into yeah, the legs. Get a nice, maybe get a leg, maybe hair straightener down there. Yeah. Straighten it out, weave it up. Could you put corn rolls on your legs? Not on my legs. I've tried it in my pubes before. Corn rolls. Mm -hmm. You are a player, dude. I actually shaved my pubes off two months ago, donated them to Locks of Love. No way. Is that where they make the wigs for the cancer victims? Yeah. yeah oh, but that's brilliant. These aren't for cancer kids, though. They're just kids that are going through puberty late and just want pubes. Oh, so it's a wig for your crotch. Yeah. It's a crotch wig. It's a crotch wig. And you donated your you are. You're to underprivileged kids that don't have pubic God. hair. God. What a See, I love it when I hear about people, you know, looking beyond their own selfish needs and and reaching out to others, helping other people. Although I do like the idea of of you of your pubes on the head of a cancer kid. Yeah, and to think about him out just playing on the playground yeah. with the wind just blowing through my pubes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Well, good, good uh, topic. I'm, I'm glad I brought it up. Um, you know, Nick, you've got beautiful Nick. Nick's a very handsome guy, by the oh way, ladies and gentlemen. I want you to go on Google Images <laughs> and uh, type in Nick Thume. It's T H U M E N. Oh, N. See, I got it wrong. Nick. But type in Thume and see what comes up. Too. See what comes up there. They go to the. Room. And I hope it would say, "Did you mean Nick Thume?" <laughs> yeah. Go, sorry, my bad. T-H-U-N-E. And there's another Nick Thune. He's a senior in high school. He's a baseball player, son of Senator John Thune in South Dakota. Oh, and wow. he is a dirtbag. So you've done this. You've, do not, you've Googled yourself. Do not look up the other Nick Thune. Okay. 
Nick is tall, lanky. He's got a bit of uh, facial hair. Um, what what I'm getting at is, you know, there's a lot of comedians out there, and not all of them are, like, uh, handsome and good-looking. Nick's one of the hotties, I would say. <laughs> and uh, just check him out and... Uh, and uh, and see what he looks like. But what I was gonna say is, you have you have nice big eyes. And uh, what made me uh, when I saw them, I was like, what movies make you cry or have made you cry? Is there a particular movie that just gets you every time? Rudy. Rudy. Yeah. Is that, is that the football movie? Yeah. Right at the end of Rudy, when the brother finally stands up and acknowledges the fact that his brother worked so hard to get on the field. They have a bad relationship. He basically dated his ex ex girlfriend yeah. at this point. The dad and the brother—they've never been to Notre Dame. It's her first football game, and when he comes out on the field for that last play, with their leather gloves on, so it's freezing. Yeah, they just start clapping, and it's every time, every time, tears. Are you? You look like you're watering up a bit right now. I am a little bit, because that's how deep it goes. The wow. way they set it up, mm -hmm. and of course Vince Vaughn's down on the field, a young Vince Vaughn. Kind of an asshole. Yeah, that's great. So yeah, that's I've, you know I've never seen that movie. Really, Rudy? I've heard it's uh, great. Watch it. It's, it's about a, a little movie. short guy that they don't think has the goods, and then no, but he's got a huge heart. Right, and oh, that's great. I got to see that. The coach even says at one point, "If my players, if any of you guys had a heart as big as Rudy, then we'd win the championship this year." Dude, stop it! I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> I think I'm welling up. Uh huh. Wow. I cry every time at uh, Friday the 13th. Really? Just, just the, on the, the day poor, or the poor movie? Poor Jason. I just don't. <laughs> I, that poor kid. He really does have it tough. You know? Yeah. When you're forced to wear a goalie mask and crawl out of a swamp. I mean. He doesn't want to do that. No. He's society, a kid. He's been painted into a corner. <sighs> poor Voorhees. Mm -hmm. Isn't that the creepiest name? They should have just called it Jason Voorhees. Do you, what kind of name is Voorhees? Yeah, it's it definitely is a made-up name. Yeah, it's creepy. It makes you, well, I'm scared of that movie, and I've never even watched it. You've never seen, we should have a film festival together. We'll watch Rudy <laughs> and Friday oh, the 13th. Gosh, I love it. And I'll tell you what, Driving Miss Daisy, Oh, that will, that'll make me tear up. You know what made me tear up is um, um, the color purple. Have you ever seen that movie? No, is that that uh, Prince movie? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the that's color purple pur rain. The, no, no, that's that's purple rain. The color oh. purple was one of Whoopi Goldberg's first movies. Mm -hmm. It's based on a book. Uh, Steven Spielberg directed it, and it was before Whoopi was like annoying and loud and opinionated, and she was just a young kid. And it's it's a very uh, moving movie. I was, I'm going to see it. Yeah. You I, like, I like a young Whoopi. You do? Mm -hmm. Sister uh, act? Oh, God. Sister better get her act together. Wow. Sis sister in trouble. Sister better get her. <laughs> okay. Now, before I go any further, Nick, what I want to do is just, just to bring, you know, everyone who's listening up to speed. I want to play, I want to give them a sample of your comedy because I find it, uh, I don't know, I just find it really uh, intelligent <laughs> and what I would call well-crafted and unique and, uh -huh. I don't know, it, it, you're one of these guys that doesn't force it, you don't push it, you just kind of lay it out there and kind of pull the audience into your little world and, and that can be very hard. That, to me, takes 
a lot of confidence as opposed to someone that just goes out there and boom, 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 hits you with everything. And so uh, let me cut away to uh, this is you uh, doing uh, a routine on uh, the Dave Letterman show. Uh I'm going to play this and then we'll be right back with more uh, of uh, me talking with Nick Thune. This is a love story and um, it's about my first experience with love growing up in Seattle, Washington. Uh, I was 14 years old. It's titled Instant Messenger. The year was 1994, and my dad brought home the first family computer. It was an Apple. Thanks, Dad. He brought it inside, and he put it on the table. He said, Nick, I can't set this up. I'm too old. I grabbed his hand, I said, I can do it, Eric. He said, call me dad. I said, all right, dad. I had 1,250 free minutes of AOL burning in my back pocket. But back then, we didn't have high-speed internet or DSL. It was straight into the phone jack, 28K. If you had call waiting, you were screwed. My dad said, Nick, you're too young. You can't have your own screen name yet but you can use mine. It was salmon with an ERD at the end of it. Salmon nerd. (laughs) So I got online and I found out about chat rooms pretty quick and that's where I met her. Instinct Hottie 503. Instinct Hottie 503. I heart her and she's On me. Sometimes in say Cotty 503 would say stuff and I'd be like, what? And then she'd be like, JK, and I'd be like, LOL. <laughs> because you guys, I knew she was just kidding. But I was literally laughing out loud. And if you're doing that while talking to somebody on the internet, you have to tell them. <laughs> I spent most of the day minimizing when my dad walked by. Instinct Cotty 503 told me she was a 22-year-old actress in Hollywood. She was nervous because the next day, which was tomorrow back then, she was going to be on TV for the first time as an extra in Full House. TGIF, I'm sure you guys have heard of it. I told her I was a little nervous about the next day myself because I was going out to sea for six months. And I was a 25-year-old fisherman in Alaska. They call me Salmon Nerd for a reason. (laughs) At one point, I had to go to the bathroom, so I wrote BRB. And I came back a few minutes later, and Instinct Cotty 503 had written question mark, question mark, frowny face. And I said, listen, I'm sorry, Instinct Cotty 503, but uh, BRB means be right back. She said, no, Salmon Nerd. I know what BRB means, but I don't know if you are going to BRB from that salmon run. And that's when I said, Caps Lock, don't do this right now. She said, stop yelling at me. I said, sorry, in lowercase. I said, listen, I can't lie to you anymore. I'm a 14-year-old kid in Seattle, and I'm scared right now. 
She said, where's cattle? And I was like, you know what, that's a stupid abbreviation on my part. Seattle. A few minutes went by, no response. Sign off, sign on. Sign off, sign on. You guys, doors were opening and closing. I don't know who's coming and going. <laughs> Finally, she said, Salmon Nerd? Question mark. And I said, Yes, in Sincati 503, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> she said, I know who you are. Because I'm your 57 year old neighbor, Jim. I faced him right after he wiggy faced all over me. He didn't actually regular winky face me. He did a semicolon beginning parenthesis, which is a winky frowny face. And I don't even know if that's a real emotion. It's kind of like saying, hey, I'm sad, but you get it, right? Um, now let's, uh, I wanted to ask you, um, you know, we live in Hollywood here and, uh, you know, there's all kinds of celebrities. There's the Charlie Sheen thing going on. Everyone says he's demented. He's sick. I got to be honest. I kind of am fascinated and actually find some real wisdom in some of his rants. But, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, people in Hollywood for some reason tend to gravitate towards, you know, actually seeking therapy or seeing a shrink or something like that. Is that something you would ever partake in? I did when I was younger. And then when I moved to Hollywood, I kind of thought I had it all figured out, but I started getting more and more mentally because you start to get insecure, you know, your confidence and you, it's a tough you, town. You need to kind of learn that you're, you're just who you are, but. I felt like I should go to somebody and talk about my problems, so I did see a doctor, and he was a, a kind of expensive. My insurance was covering it, so like, give us an example for people that haven't done it. When you say expensive per session, what are you looking at? He was one eighty a session. Okay, that, that was adds for up. an hour. That was for an hour. Yeah, my insurance covered hundred bucks of it, so it was eighty bucks, and I was paying a hundred before, so I figured oh, I'm saving twenty bucks on this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So. But he, like, lived up in Brentwood in the canyon, or not in Brent, in, uh, yeah, above Brentwood. And he lived in this beautiful house, and he worked out of his house half the week, and he lived in San Francisco the other half. And he was very upscale. And so every time I would go to his house, it would be like driving up a long driveway, and I was the only one there. And you go into a small waiting room, and he comes out and gets you. Huh. So when I pulled in one time, the, the last time that I saw him, and I need to see a new doctor. It's been a year now. But I pull up the driveway, and there's a car that's sitting. I'm like, I've never seen a car here before. And a guy's getting out of it. And I can't really see him that well, but he's an older gentleman. Yeah. So I think, oh, well, that's weird. So I pull up and park, and I go in the waiting room, and the, that guy's in the waiting room, and it's Ray Liotta. And I might be breaking some sort of anonymity here. I'm sorry, Ray. No, I, th- I think we all probably assume that Liotta, you know, <laughs> see goes somebody. see somebody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there starting to question my whole life. Like I'm seeing, and I'm not talking to him. Finally, he kind of he's reading a magazine. He puts his glasses down and he says, "What time's your appointment?" And I go, "It's at 12:30." And he goes, "That motherfucker, he double booked us. I'm at 12:32." What Ray said this? Yeah, yeah. And then, so I'm sitting there like, "Oh, great." And he goes, "What do you do?" And I'm like, oh, "I'm a comedian." And and he's like, uh, "What are you married?" He saw my wedding ring and he's like, "What does a guy like you do, a married?" And, we, and finally, he goes, "Let's do this. 
when the doctor comes out, I'm going to get really mad. And I'm going to stand up like I'm going to walk out. And then you stop me. And you talk me into staying. And then you offer the appointment to me. And then I'm going to turn down and give it to you. Wait a minute. He wanted to do a bit? Yes. <laughs> so the doctor, the doctor walks out. I'm ready. Uh, this is my best acting so far. So he walks out and Ray stands up and he goes, what the fuck is going on? Did you double book me? Did you fucking double book me again? I'm out of here. And he turns around. And I go, Ray, Ray, Ray. Listen, I know we haven't met. I'm Nick. You need it more than I do, man. I know about what you're going through. I've read it online. I've seen TMZ. You've got a hard life, something I can't even understand, and I think that you should have the appointment. It's probably my mistake. I probably came early. And Ray goes, no, man, I'm sorry. And he gave me a huge hug, and he goes, you have the appointment. It's yours. You're married. You need it more than I do. <laughs> and he just turned around and walked out. And the doctor looked at me, and he goes, did you guys set that up? <laughs> yeah. Did you tell him? Yeah. Yeah, but the... I, I, I never saw the doctor again after that. I just thought it was, I don't want a doctor that's seeing Ray Liotta. <laughs> no yeah, offense to Ray. Super nice guy, great actor, great improv actor from what I learned. But I don't know. It made me feel like I was a little more crazy than I expected by seeing a doctor like that. You speak to me like I'm a fucking idiot. What's your game? What's your game? Yeah, and he's an intense like guy. I actually met him once. Uh, I was doing a show at a, at a club in Hollywood, and uh, after the show, he came up to me and goes, "Hey, man, you're a real funny guy." And he just he has that kind of wild look in his eye and the Crazy. intensity and the warm and nice. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. he's very engaging. He's got the charisma. But just, uh, yeah, he definitely has that wild pony look going on. He's got that Hollywood insecurity, you know, or whatever it is that creates madness in people speak to me speak to me or i'll kill you like the fucking dog that you are amazing amazing wow and, and just the way you describe the guys the doctor's uh office it, it i just pictured dr that long driveway going up to mr burns house and the oh, symptoms that's what it felt like that's on, and it was like wooded it was like wooded with a creek and there's a waterfall wow. and very serene. Can yeah. you imagine if you showed up and he didn't want you there and he just pressed a button and he said, release the Leotas. And a pack of wild Ray Leotas chased you down the driveway. I don't think I'd be scared after that. After yeah, because you're, you're I think his I just, improv I think buddy. I would just start playing with them. Yeah, you're like his improv buddy. Start you're like tackling these little Leotas and petting them. And, yeah. You know, you want to take them home, rescue a few of them. You have no fear now that you've done some shtick with the guy. Here's my problem with that doctor and what I realize now when I want to go see a new doctor is I was lying to that guy all the time. The doctor? Yeah. Wait, what, how does that serve you? I Exactly. What, how does... I got so used to putting on like a, you know, like if you're going into an audition, you want to act like everything's okay. It was almost like I was going into a general meeting at a studio or something, and I wanted to act like my life's great. Yeah, you know, I struggle with some anger issues. And, and then you talk about like how I bombed at a, a show the other night. What? Talking to a doctor. How are you getting your money's worth by, I wasn't. by duping your, your shrink? I wasn't. He's supposed to, you're supposed to unveil everything and let him work on your issues. <laughs> you were punking your shrink. You were paying 150 bucks an hour yeah. to play a punk on your shrink. 180. You know what's amazing about this story, though, is there are actors lined up. They would line up around the universe 
to, to be Liotta. in a to, to work with Ray Liotta, to be in a scene with him in a movie, and here you are like yucking it up doing improv <laughs> in a lobby at Mr. Burns' mansion. It's yeah. amazing. This guy looked a little bit like Mr. Burns too, my doctor. Bald. Excellent. He it looked like a mix of Mr. Burns and uh, Sideways. Uh, you know the actor from Sideways. Oh, Gio, oh, Gio, Paul. Giamatti or whatever. He looked yeah. like a mix of Mr. Burns and Giamatti. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is a little creepy. Excellent. It's always weird, though, when you see... Obviously, this guy was well-to-do. He lived in kind of a mansion almost or a secluded, nice house. And it's almost weird to see a place like that, and you know he built it on your problems. Yeah, he, he built his house built on problems. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Thanks to people with problems, he built a mansion. And he was so calm all the time. I don't know. I guess they're supposed to be calm, but yeah, it just starts to feel weird after a while. Yeah, I, I don't know. Because, I, I, yeah, it's weird because when you put therapists and people like that in, in offices with diplomas on the wall and a waiting room, and somehow you feel like their opinion is right that they have the answers but what but what you learn in life is that no human being has the answer and i remember i went through a divorce and at one point i was trying to uh you know save the marriage and went to see a marriage counselor and halfway through the session the marriage counselor tells us she's divorced and i'm like what am i doing sitting here paying you 300 bucks an hour and you're divorced, to... and you're trying to tell me how to get it back together? What she, the hell? She's not supposed to be personal like that, right? Like, she's not supposed to say what she's... I guess. Life. I don't know. I'd never been to a marriage counselor before. Hey, but did just you ever go did... to a regular therapist? Uh, you know, I went after my divorce. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't uh, feel the need to go, but my mother was actually a marriage counselor uh, in her career and a social worker, and... Uh, my mother called me up and she goes, Harland, I know you don't want to do this. I know you haven't been looking to do this. But for me, for me, I would like you to go see a therapist now that the divorce is done and just go 10 times for me. And I said, Mom, I will do it for you. And I went and it was interesting. I talked about everything that went down and the guy was cool and we shot the breeze and uh, you know, I didn't feel that different than when I went in because I didn't feel I needed it, but it was it was nice to bounce, you know, things off of a guy, but I didn't go into it feeling troubled and problematic and please cure me, please help me, but it was more like a, a sounding board, uh, 10 sessions of being having a sounding board. Yeah, that helps you kind of, like, organize your yeah. thoughts. That's that's what I got out of it, even though I was lying most of the time. <laughs> Cracks me up. It's so ridiculous. I, don't, I mean, because yeah, of, I hope was, you learned your lesson, young man. I was scared that he would tell me how really fucked up I am. You know? Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to know, to be honest. Really? But maybe I need to know. What if I? What would you mind if I told you? Yeah. No, you would. No, I wouldn't mind. You wouldn't. Okay, well, let's keep talking because I'm getting a gist. Mm-hmm. I'm really starting to see. I've got mom issues. No, oh, believe me, I know. <laughs> the minute you said you cry at Rudy, I knew. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. We kind of touched on this with you with your hairy legs, but don't. This doesn't have to be a uh, a guide or anything. But I always thought if you could be half animal and half human, what would the animal half be? You know, I, like kind of like a centaur or a. I'd be a hyena, half hyena. Half, really? Yeah. 
Why? Why a hyena? You know, when I was younger, I worked at the Boys and Girls Club, like right out of high school. And kids used to always say that I look like the hyena from The Lion King. Yeah, okay. Because so, your hair, your hair kind of yeah, hangs yeah, down. Yeah, you could be and, and maybe, you know. Yeah. And I just think that'd be cool. It's cool to look like a movie star. It'd be cool to look like, yeah. you know, look a little bit more like him. But I wonder which part of my body would be the hyena. Well, you know what's interesting? I'd hope for a bottom half. You know that hyenas are hermaphrodites. Did you know that? That's awesome. They are actually, you can look it up online, they're hermaphrodites. Wow. It's bizarre. Yeah, so maybe that's why secretly, you know, you get the Viagras going and you could basically have sex with yourself for four hours. If you could turn it that direction, yeah. Unbelievable. See, it's a, this is see, this is why I should be your shrink. It's all coming together here, kid. That's the question my shrink never asked me. Yeah. What an idiot. See? I, I love it. Well, that's great because, by the way, hyenas are one of my favorite animals. They're so, fun. They're fun animals, and they're hilarious in The Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, they'd rip your throat out in the wild. I actually... I actually had the pleasure of being in Africa on safari a few years ago and encountered some hyenas. And they're just, uh, they're just powerful. They're haunting animals. They're very, they've got that haunting cry, that haunting noise that they make, the laughing, and the look in their eyes. They look like they're always just... You saw them laughing? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, I saw them. Uh, it was interesting. We came up on a lion kill, and there was like four lions eating a, uh, a downed wildebeest. And these hyenas were just on the peripheral, just complete opportunists, intimidating and waiting. And there's something very haunting and, and majestic. And they're, they're, they're such a powerful animal, too. Where in Africa? Uh, I was, uh, God, you know what? I've been there a few times. I'm trying to remember the country in Africa, but I, I don't have it off the top of my head. I went to a safari in Kenya. Oh, beautiful. And I got attacked by a baboon. What? Yeah. Wait, wait a minute. This, is a, this was a really interesting. You know, like, what kind of car were you in in your safari? We were in an open, uh, like a Land Rover with, with we no like walls a, or windows. Oh, so no walls? Yeah. So I was in, like, a van. Yeah. Like a, like a you know one of those vans that fits like 12 people, but then they lift the roof up. So you yeah. can stand up in the van and you can see that there's walls. Like, So anyway, we had the roof lifted up, and I was actually sick. And so there's like eight people on the safari, and I was in the back seat about like – I didn't know that I was going to be in the hospital later that day because I'd, I'd gotten a stomach, like uh, the water or something. But oh. I, I got like really ill. I got a parasite. Oh. So I was in the back seat getting sicker and sicker, and we finally get to this area where there's picnic tables in the middle of this huge, um, what are they, where you go on the safari, it's like a big uh, forest, national, whatever, I don't yeah. know what they call them there, but the, so this area, people get out and they eat, so yeah, you, yeah. See, you see these tables, and it's a big view of everything, and you think, oh, okay, this is where we're safe, or else we wouldn't get out of a car. Yeah, right. So everybody gets out, we're taking pictures, our driver, his name was Wilson, and you know how they drive on the other side there, so the shotguns on the other side too and it was so uncomfortable in the back of the van after we took pictures everybody was like kind of milling around i thought i'm gonna go sit in the shotgun seat right now yeah so yeah i'll be a little more comfortable on the way back sure I was feeling so smart sick. so i get in the car and i'm sitting there wilson's standing out in front of the van and there's two guys that are coming in the sliding door right behind me of the van they 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 they're just sliding the door open and all of a sudden this bamboo or baboon from about 25 yards 50 yards in front of the van comes around the corner and it's running it's running at us 
Whoa. And you know, like when you see a basketball player, like at the dunk contest, approaching a hoop, they're yeah. doing it strategically. Like, where am I going to jump? Sure. I want to jump two feet or one foot and whatever the dunk is. That, that's how he's approaching us. Like he is figuring out he's how am I going to get plan. in there. Yeah. The driver out front, Wilson, grabs two rocks, throws one, misses, throws a second one, bam, right in the shoulder, and like kind of slows him down, but not really. He's still coming. He's however they run, and the two guys that are coming in the door right over my back shoulder. Or like, holy shit, one of them grabs the other guy and he's trying to lift him backwards into the door. The baboon comes up and starts to basically try and attack these guys. And the guy that's being pulled in kicks the baboon in the face. Whoa. The thing gets knocked down. They get in the van and shut the door. The roof is still open. Hello. I'm in the front seat of this fucking van. Oh. I'm wearing a hooded sweatshirt. The baboon starts climbing up the back of the van and jumps in. These two guys jump out of the van and start running, leaving the sliding door open. Somehow, in the mix of everything, I had hit the lock on my door with my arm. Wow. I can't open my door. So this baboon is rooting through food in the van, and I'm just sitting there. He's bleeding. We didn't realize when he kicked him in the face, he hurt his jaw somehow. So he's bleeding in the van. So I'm sitting in the front seat, and I just sit down as far as I can, and I'm just waiting. And the baboon takes a bag of chips and runs out of the van. And my wife and everybody was watching me stuck in a van from like 30 yards away. Whoa. It's like, what is going to happen? And we drive around the corner, and there's the baboon sitting there with a, some sort of a broken jaw. Like his mouth, he can't really close his oh, mouth. Sad. He's trying to, and he's eating these chips, trying to eat these chips, just staring at us as we drive by. Scariest moment ever. And then we get back, and I had to go to the hospital in Kenya. And I've actually got like a, my hospital card. It's the cleanest hospital I've ever been in. Wow. Yeah. What's a crazy story, man? Because those things are vicious. They yeah. have big teeth. Yeah, they want food is what they want. Yeah. That's when they hurt people is for food. And they know, they know the areas where people sit around and, and uh, gather and do their, do their eating. It was, it was the scariest moment I've ever had. I mean, it freaked me out. Wow. Well, God, you know, on that note, I say that's a great segue into our uh, animal quiz. Because it sounds like you've uh, you've done uh, some uh, some traveling. You've done uh, you know your nature a little bit. So are you ready, Nick Thume, to do the Harland say. Highway nature quiz? I'm ready to go. It's time for the Harland Highway animal quiz. All right, here we go. Uh, just to remind our listeners how it works. I give uh, little clues, uh, and uh, in those clues, we hope that uh, our special guest, Nick, will figure out the name, species of the animal. You ready for number one, Nick? Ready. Here we go. Number one. No matter how bad the economy gets, I can still afford to lay around on the beach all day, and believe it or not, my net worth is only around 99 cents. Crot. Crot. Crot Eddie. <laughs> I crot. I'm like, what do you? You can't make up species. What's a crot? It's like a half crouton, half crocodile, a crot. <laughs> like we were both looking at each other. Like, did he just say that? <laughs> a crot. <laughs> I should just give you that one because let me give you the clue again. It's all in the wording. All the okay, okay. clues you need are in the wording. No matter how bad the economy gets, I can still afford to lay around on the beach all day. And believe it or not, my net worth is only around 99 cents. 
net. That's the first thing that jumps out at me. Net. Interesting. Okay. Even though I put the... I'm going to look at beach. Beach okay. is another word I'm looking at. There you go. Net beach. So you're on a beach. Yeah. They're lying around. You need If you're going to get these and turn them in for 99 cents... Their net worth is around 99 cents. Okay, muscle. No. No, that's a good guess. You're uh-huh. in You're in the wheelhouse. I'm in the wheelhouse. Barnacle? Think about it. I'm laying what are on barnacles the, on? I'm laying on the beach. I'm worth about 99 cents. Okay. What's laying on the beach that's worth around 99 cents? <laughs> Those are the clues I need to look at then. Yeah. Laying on the beach for 99. Oh, silver dollar? That's a pancake. Okay, <laughs> you're right, you're right around it. <laughs> okay. Okay, so is it basically one of those? You're right there. <laughs> a silver a dollar is a pancake, <laughs> Nick. It's, what's on the beach? It's a dollar. And what's a beach made out of? Sand dollar. Hey, oh, <laughs> Although, I got to say, I'd love to be on a beach that had pancakes lying all over it. What oh, a man. delicious you gotta come treat. Over to, you should come to my beach sometime. <laughs> We don't have syrup, though. Oh, damn it. B-Y-O-S. Bring your own log cabin. All right, buddy. Good good job. So you're kind of getting it a little? Yep. All right, here we go. Here's number two. Whales may have their songs, but I am probably the only seal in the world that is capable of playing with an orchestra. We're not talking about Heidi Klum's husband. No, no, we are not. Although he could probably play with an orchestra. He's yeah. very musical. Dynamic. Um, good so call. But he's a no. seal. He is a seal. The only one in the world that is capable of playing with an orchestra. That's not a sea lion? Don't know if there's a lion in the orchestra. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, a tuba? A tuba seal? A tuba seal. <laughs> no, I don't know that those exist. Okay. Is that in the crot family? Yeah. <laughs> it's a tuba seal crot. <laughs> well, man. It's Whales may have their songs, but I'm probably the only seal in the world that is capable of playing with an orchestra. An otter? <laughs> 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 I'll give you. I'll give you a hint. Okay. A stringed instrument, perhaps. Oh, a harp. A harp? What? Harp seal? Hey! <laughs> wow! <laughs> he got it. He got number two. I don't know how you did it. I don't know. That's amazing. You know what I basically do is just kind of make you kind of give me more. I know. You're you're sneaking the answers out of me. Now they're gonna get a little bit harder. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Here's number. Three. There's uh-huh. only four questions. Okay. Second to last. Yes. I'm a small, cute little furry guy. I've dedicated my life to religion, and my biggest sin is eating too much of this crunchy, fried junk food snack. I'm a small, cute little furry guy. I've dedicated my life to religion, and my biggest sin is eating too much of this crunchy, fried junk food snack. This one's a little tougher. Calamari. <laughs> I don't think they're furry. Yeah. Oh. You want me... I thought you wanted me to tell you what that snack was, the crunchy snack. No, 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 no. No, no, that's a clue. 
So it's the, a tiger. He's a t- no. They're not little. Cheetos. I have to think of the Cheetos. Oh, that's a good guess. If if the question was completely different. <laughs> <laughs> What the? Not only are you making up your own answers, you're making up your own questions. Cheetah. Not Cheeto. No, I'm a furry little guy. Dedicated my life to religion. My biggest sin is eating too much of this crunchy fried junk food snack. So why don't we break it down? He's a furry guy who's religious. Wow. What's a what's a crunchy fried junk food snack? Maybe that'll help. That was Cheetos. No, you're close. Those you're aren't the... fried though. Pig's feet? <laughs> no. You know you get the fried pig's feet? Yeah, the pork rinds. Yeah. Yeah, no. It's something no. very uh, ordinary. Some of them have ruffles on them even. Oh. Lays? Yeah, but what are what are lays? Chips. Chips. Uh-huh. There's there's part of it. Uh-oh. The rest of them Chipmunk. Is... Hey! Oh, he <laughs> and he's it. a monk. He's a monk. Oh my See? god! There you go. You know, you could go two two directions with that question with the TV series. How do you mean? He's a detective. How, what? Explain. You know, monk. Yeah. That, that show, monk. Oh, you're right. And what was the other thing? The cork. What was what was your other creature? The cronk. The crick. Oh, the crod. The crod, yeah. <laughs> Monk gets canceled and they start crod. Yeah. All right, you ready for the last one? This one might be tough, but I think you can do it. Now I know what we're doing. Now you know. It took yeah. a few, but you, you it's all there in the clues. It is all there in it, yeah. I am a turtle who lent his motorcycle riding jacket to a friend and haven't seen it since. And now all I want is my what? Turtle who lent my motorcycle riding jacket to a friend. Haven't seen it since. And all I want is my. I mean, at that point, I'd want a sweater. <laughs> no, turtles don't wear sweaters. Well, they don't, they're, they're not good in the water. Jackets. They absorb. Yeah. You're right. Well, they might wear a motorcycle jacket. So the turtle lent it to a friend. He wants yeah. it back. Oh, what was that you said? He wants it back. Ooh. One of those words is in your answer. He? No. Back. Bingo. Uh-huh. Uh-oh. He's a turtle. Backflip. Backflipping turtle. No. No. A motorcycle jacket. Yep. Leather. Leather. Leather what? Jacket. <laughs> what was the other word? Back. Leatherback? Leatherback turtle. There he oh, got it. Oh, I didn't even kid. know about a leatherback. You didn't know that one? No, I they're like the biggest turtles. They're huge. Underwater turtles. They're sea turtles. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. You got all four of those. Yeah, but, but not really. Not really. Yeah, not at all. I bet other people. <laughs> <laughs> other bet... people do actually. They get them on get their them, own. But, yeah. you know, with the sand dollar thing, the silver dollar pancake beach, I, I feel like <laughs> you deserve them. All right. Nick, we're closing. They're up. like riddles. They're, they're, it's they're like, like a riddles. Riddle. Yeah, you yeah. have to. They take a little thinking, but uh, you know, you you worked them out. You worked them out, as Randy the dog would say on American Idol. This is a quickie. Final one. We're going to close out the show. This could be a yes or no answer if you want. This is just a quickie, and then we got to say goodbye. Nick Thume, if you swallow enough bubble gum, can you blow bubbles out your ass? The answer is no. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. What? 
Unfortunately, no. Unfortunately, no. Little add on there. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Nick Thune with an N, not an M. Uh, Nick, is there something we can plug before we go? Do you have a website? Do you have a CD? What, what do we got? I have a CD. It's what called, is it? It's called Thick Noon. Thick Noon. Mm-hmm. And where can they get it? Get it at a Best Buy or on iTunes. There's a DVD involved. It's a nice. Fantastic. It's a great you know, stand-up that it's my favorite stand-up CD. Is that right? That, is I, it, that I've made. And is there a website or anything? Where? NickThune.com. Yep. I've got a, a blog, iThune, E-Y-E-T-H-U-N-E. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, Nick, great having you here, buddy. Fantastic job. And uh, we hope you'll come back and see us again in the near future. You and and the leaf blower. And the leaf blower. We did have we did have a leaf blower out here in the yard. It made it, it added a little ambiance, don't you think? Yeah. You weren't even worried about it, which made me not worried about it. Yeah, I was calm. How often do you get to sit through an interview with a leaf blower going on outside? That that only happens here on the Harland Highway. Maybe like a landscaping job interview. Yeah. Maybe I'll bring him in after we're done with you. And I, I hate to say it, we're done right now. Nick, thank you for being here on the Harland Highway. Great to be here. Let's go get some pie. <laughs> That's it, folks. We are done. We are wrapping it up. Uh, another edition of the uh, Harland Highway. My thanks to Nick. Please check out his, uh, his website. Pick up his CD. I'm telling you, this gentleman has the goods. He's hilarious. I've seen him live. I've been there. I've worked with him many times. And I just love this guy. He cracks me up. I hope you enjoyed him, too. And until next time, this is Harlan Williams on the Harland Highway. And chicken chow main, baby.